This is Brent from Maximus, and you are listening to the Mind of Little Rage. It's time to get loud and get heard on another episode of the Mind of Little Rage. And now your host, Charles Little Rage Alloway. today's program we're going to nashville tennessee yeah i said it kind of funny because i'm a texan and i love tennessee because that's where the volunteers are baby but uh, we've got jazz patterson from nashville tennessee and she is known online as jazz the metal singer and we're going to talk to her today about her ep knife that was released in 2019 and get to know Jazz a little bit better. So without any further ado, Jazz, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? You know what? It is a Wednesday, I think. Yeah, Dynamite was on. I didn't watch it, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, anytime I get a chance to talk to a brand new guest on this program, I get excited. I've been looking forward to this all day and ready to get to know Jazz Patterson a little bit better get to get to uh, share your story and you've got Shiner beer yeah on your wall that's my favorite beer that's my uh, my boyfriend's favorite beer really all right all right yeah we have like that light up sign and then we have the big metal sign in our kitchen Mm-mm-mm. is your boyfriend from Texas yeah I figured that because I think over there on the other side of the door that's gonna say Texas isn't it yep yeah. <laughs> uh Texas and Tennessee they go hand in hand you know they they do they do you know Tennessee and Davy Crockett came down fought at the Alamo God bless Tennessee love Tennessee I, I've never had anything bad to say about Tennessee but we're not here to talk about Tennessee we're ta- here to talk about jazz. Patterson, jazz and metal singer. So, first things first, what were your influences growing up that that led you to where you are now musically? Uh, Evanescence was the first big one for sure. 
Um, I had just been growing up listening to country music because that's all my parents would play on the radio. And then I found Evanescence on a YouTube video, then bought the whole album right after that, and then bought the other album shortly after that. And then my music taste evolved after that. So Evanescence was the big one. Yeah. So in, were there any other bands that, that stick out uh, influence-wise? Yeah, um, Korn for sure. And uh, Deftones. Okay. A little bit of Marilyn Manson, a little bit of Otep. So bands with very strong female, you know, that, that strong female lead vocalist. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, Korn's just also got a very different sound, and mm -hmm. I just like the way he always sounds with the type of music that they do. They, they use so many interesting sounds to incorporate different feelings in their music. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Corn. You know, Jonathan Davis. He does. He does definitely have a unique sound with his with his singing voice. Um, but uh, you know, Evanescence, Otep. You know, very powerful front women. It seems like over the past probably oh ten fifteen years, there's really been a a, a push or, or I don't I don't like that word, but there's been a resurgence of of powerful female front women you know or powerful yeah. female all female bands and i'm i'm like just go because me i don't care what's between your legs if you if you're badass you're badass and yeah. i know that's a crude way to put it but you know it doesn't matter if you're male or female if you are a good vocalist if you are a good musician just go out there and kill it you know and it could be, like you said, OTEP, Evanescence, Hailstorm, uh, Arch Enemy, uh, yeah. you know, well, Bandmade, whoever. You know, they're out there doing their thing and they're killing it. And I love it. The more I see balance in, in hard rock and metal, the happier I am when it, when it comes to, to that. I think that's really cool. Because it used to be a, just a boys club, and it's not that way yeah. anymore. Definitely not. There's a lot more female metal bands and you know and you're kind of seeing it everywhere you know in society where 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 women are, are you know saying hey we can do this shit too and they're doing it just as good if not better than the guys are and i think that's awesome as hell yeah that's one of the things that i've always tried to do like if if guys think you can't do something like i'm i've been bar backing at a four-story bar and i changed those kegs that are like 60 pounds heavier than i am and I just think that women can do most of the things that men can. So definitely some differences and some things that women can't do physically, but for the most part. There's a lot of things that women can do that men can't do. That's also very true. <laughs> you know, I, I'd like I'd like to, again, this is going to sound crude, but I'd like to see a guy push a baby through that little bitty hole he's got. I've actually seen a cartoon <laughs> of something like that. Like where a guy just held a baby in his dick, it was kind of gross. <laughs> that sounds horrible. No, but I mean, you know, if if you think about it, you know, that is that has got to be the most excruciating type of pain that there is. And yeah, you know, I I just I I know for a fact that I couldn't handle that. I'd be like, you know what, put my ass out. Yeah, I uh, I have no intention of going through that experience. I do not want kids. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. 
let's get back to the music though. What when did uh, when did it get you know started in your life that hey I want to be a musician? Um, that would happen when I was really young. Uh, when I was about seven, I think I went to the Arizona State Fair to see Big and Rich. You know, mm -hmm. save a horse without a cowboy. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the country station we listened to was holding like a contest. If you wore their merch to the show, they might upgrade you to front row. So me and my mom got upgraded to front row at the Big and Rich concert. And then Big and Rich came off stage and told me I had the cutest darn freckles they had ever seen. And <laughs> then they invited me on stage and I sang with them a cappella and they gave me a guitar, uh, an autograph guitar. Very cool. Now, country music has a has a has definitely has a place in my heart in my life. I'm musically bipolar. I love George Jones and Reba McIntyre and Dwight Yoakam and things of that nature. Metal and hard rock and metal is where my heart lies, but I'm not going to discount other genres. Uh, I grew up listening to George Jones, you know, so I, I know the power of music as a whole, you know, and how it can you know grab hold of you. But uh, that's cool, you know, getting up on stage with Big and Rich. Um, I mean, that's that's a nice feather in your cap there. Yeah. Um, I never did learn how to play guitar, though. Neither did I. I stuck behind a drum kit. Uh, I didn't have the patience, and uh, you can't beat the hell out of, a, out of a guitar. You break it. You can beat yeah. the hell out of a drum kit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got their inclinations, man. You can tell someone to learn something, but if they don't want to learn it, they're not going to. You're absolutely but right. I have been trying to learn guitar recently, though. I've been, I mean, I, I picked the worst and best time to start during this whole process of coronavirus or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just haven't really practiced, even though I have so much time, because I've just been lazy playing Animal Crossing. Oh, I no, I, I get you. I uh it's it's been downtime here quarantine whatever and you know you get cabin fever after a while and then you know you're like okay um i don't have a i don't have a conversation or an interview scheduled today all right civilization six here we go and i'll get on a marathon game of that you know or something i'm just like man i am such a nerd <laughs> i'm like my island's not five stars yet <laughs> I'm Right on. <laughs> now, in in Tennessee, there in Nashville, you, that's kind of regarded as country music central. You know. Yeah. And, okay. Is that a true statement? Like, um, is it is it really country heavy, or is it? I, I've also heard that it's it's pretty diverse as well. There. It is pretty diverse. Um, if you go downtown, that's where basically all the tourists go, and that will all be country pretty much. There will be some rock bands, but they'll be cover bands. There's I've rarely heard original music on Broadway, except at my bar. My bar tends to try and book original acts and uh, with covers, of course. Um, but if you go outside of that, there's a lot of Americana music. There's still like a lot of original country, but there's also a pretty good hard rock and metal scene, too. So... It, I mean, it depends on the venues you go to, really. If you go to, like, The Crying Wolf, that's just all going to be, like, really heavy stuff. And what's what's the name of the bar that you that you uh, work at? Uh, Acme Feed and Seed. I like it. Is, now, is it a, is it what you would call a, uh, a rock, rock bar? No, not at all. A little bit of everything? Uh, 
Well, a little bit of everything. They well, except metal. They never play metal. I got you. I got you. Um, it's it's a lot of Americana and country, and then they have DJs, of course. But they also have uh, a monthly concert series that's mostly Americana and country musicians. Okay. But they have a radio station there as well, and the radio station plays everything. Gotcha. And does the radio, I, I would imagine, you know, with, with being such a country-heavy or labeled a country-heavy city, does the radio station, are the radio stations there, are they supportive of the local local scene as well? Yeah, the radio stations are really supportive of the local scene. Most of them have at least... Uh, like once a week they play some local musicians that they've never played before. So how hard is it to be a hard rock slash metal singer in, in Nashville? Um, well, I haven't had any gigs yet. That's okay. That's okay. I've been, uh, <clears throat> I've been trying to form a band, and it's actually been really challenging. I finally formed a band recently. We have our second practice this Sunday, and we've just been having issues with guitarists and actually getting people together, because I'm actually not in Nashville. I'm an hour north of Nashville, okay. so that makes it a little even more challenging. Okay, but, okay. I got in, in, Yeah, I, I mean, when I was living down 60 miles south of Houston, I still said Houston as my hometown, yeah. and it, I really wasn't in Houston. I was in a little bitty town called Brazoria. So I, I, I totally get that. I've been in several bands myself, and you're right. You know, it's it, there's always something that can go wrong, whether it's a, a vocalist, a singer, or a, a guitarist, a bassist, dumbass drummers. You know, something always goes wrong, and it's trial and error for a long time. And I, I hope everything, you know, smooths out, because from what I've heard from uh, from your EP on Spotify, it's been, you know, it's... It's quite good. Thank you. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of motion in it, and it's relatable. And that's a big thing for me. If I can relate to a song, I'm in hook, line, and sinker. So that was that was one of the things that that uh, that stuck out with me was great great musicianship. You know, great melody. The singing was off the charts, but yeah, yeah, she's got me. I got to get her on the show. So. Uh, very nice, very nice. Uh, and I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's listen to Knife. And when we come back from that, we will continue our discussion with Jazz Patterson. So buckle in, ladies and gentlemen, this one's Knife.
Jazz Patterson, what can you tell me about this particular song? Uh, well, I actually wrote it from my experience as a kid. Um, I was molested a few times um, by uh, a couple different people, and uh, like those memories got like jumbled up in my head. So, like the actual lyrics are out of order from what when they happened in my life, but. Yeah, that's what that one's about. Damn. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that. I, 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 something I have never shared on this program, I'm going to share it with you. There are two types of people in this world that I wish death upon. People who hurt children, whether it be sexually or physically, you know, child abuse, molestation. Die, motherfucker, die. Second one is a rapist. I, no, nope, sorry, can't do it. Um, I can't even watch The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay, the yeah. rape scene, I physically got ill. I had to get up and leave the room. It, it, it fucked me up. I can't watch that shit. I couldn't even watch A Clockwork Orange, that scene in A Clockwork Orange. It made me sick. Um, now, going off of that, enough mm-hmm. of my bitching. I have said this several times, especially over the last few days on this show, taking something that is very personal and putting it pen to paper and then putting it in a song. Very brave. But this, I'm sorry, t- takes the cake because that's beyond personal to me. You know, that's something that a lot of people would bury, never talk about it again. And then here you have the guts to put it on paper and I'm going to put it out there. Uh, was it a type of, for lack of a better term, therapy? Was it kind of like a way to let that go a little bit? A little bit. It hasn't, I've dealt with it um, myself throughout the years and came to terms with it and like tried to figure out myself psychologically and how it changed me as a person and changed my views towards sex because it definitely did. And that's what the other song is about. It relates to, they relate together. So I thought it was really good that I put these two songs out as my first project because this was so personal to me and I wanted I wanted to put it out there more so people didn't feel alone and so they could relate to it and I don't know somehow feel better from it but I don't I don't know how it'll be therapeutic wise to other people I think you would be surprised that a lot of times we, we deal with things or have things happen to us, especially in our in our childhood or what have you, the very traumatic. They don't know how to deal with it. And hearing something in a song, a poem, a movie, you know, anything like that where they can go, okay, I understand that. They can, you know, let it go and, and, and hopefully, you know, get to a point where they can um, breathe. And, and carry on and, and just let that hurt and let that anger and let that angst go. So I, yeah. I think you have written a song that will definitely touch people and, and let them know, hey, you're not the only one out here that's that's dealing with this. 
come talk to me because you're probably feeling the same thing I, I did. Yeah. It, it could be a powerful thing. Yeah. And if anybody wants to reach out to me on Twitter, I will happily have a conversation with any of you about it. So. And we'll definitely uh, take time to get your social media links out there. I'll put them in the description. And we'll definitely, uh, before we hear the last song, we'll definitely get your social media out there so people can, can reach out to you. Now, speaking of social media, I did see something. And if I, if I screw it up, please forgive me. But it was something to the effect of, if you don't believe I'm a metal singer or something like that, do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, um, I'm not exactly sure what there you're was, I, I, And if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm so stupid. Anyway, uh, it, it basically something like pe- people have a hard time believing I'm a metal singer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, about that, I think it was too metal for television. Maybe that was it. Okay, because um, I audition for the voice recently and that's a, what that's exactly what it was yeah okay so yeah. talk about yeah. talk about auditioning for the voice okay so first of all i have terrible luck with auditions any audition i go to i'm either sick or like allergies or something crazy is going on and i just cannot sing as well that day so this day i was finally not sick i had nothing going on with my vocal cords set up my computer my browser didn't have the flash thing, so it wouldn't have the button to pop up to push to start the video. So I had to figure that out. And then I finally figured it out, and my computer died in the middle of it. <laughs> so I ran and got my power cord, got my computer started back up again, and then I thought the site crashed, but it was my internet. My internet went out. Oh, God. After I had recorded the video and was trying to send it in, the internet went out. Um, and so for a while I thought it was the website, so it took me about 30 minutes to figure that out and then reboot the internet. So I turned in the audition like an hour late. Um, I did Thoughtless by Corn, which if you haven't heard the song, it says fucking ass and it's a little aggressive and uh, I don't think ABC wants that on their television show. So they said no after an, an hour after I submitted it. Well, I, you know, I, I, I tend to, me personally, I, have, I tend to have a problem with, with shows like that. I, I never liked American Idol. Uh, well, I, I, I watched it during the beginning, you know, very beginning because they had the goofy parts on there that were funny. You know, people who yeah. are just definitely should not be singing. But then, you know, the voice came along, and I, I was like, okay, well, let me give this one a shot. And I'm like, where's the metal? You know, you've got all these R&B singers. You've got these jazz yeah. singers and blues and stuff like that. Where's the metal? And I'm like, no. And then I was just, you know, I, I just I couldn't get into it. But, you know, kudos for, for you know, auditioning for that because they, they definitely need some – some hard rock and metal in in on the voice. I agree. Uh, I think that the ABC just thinks about their American audience, and I don't know if metal is like very television friendly. But in Germany, in Germany, they have a lot of metal on the voice. Yes, they do. I saw this one girl, Lamb of God, and it was amazing. Uh, I can't remember if it was Germany or not, but they had that young man. 
he's a shredder on the guitar, but he was doing like Inner Sandman. He was he's doing the guitar, sang the vocals. Yeah, you're right. Over in Europe, metal is you know just alongside pop. Everything else, yeah. So yeah, here if it's not pop or country, you might get away with blues. Uh, you know, R and B stuff like that. No, it's good. But if it's much past Nickelback, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just do a Miranda Lambert song next time. Trick them, and then later bring out the hard rock and metal. Not that the producers would let me, but I would probably sneak it in somehow. Okay, if you're gonna do a Miranda Lambert song, you got to do Gunpowder and Lead. I've actually done a cover of that. I used to have it up on SoundCloud, and then they decided everything copyright material had to be taken down. Okay, either Gunpowder and Lead or uh, Kerosene. Kerosene. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds think alike. I love it. I love it. So during these questions or these conversations, I like to ask a kind of a silly question, kind of off the wall question. If you could collaborate with any musician, alive or dead, who would it be? Uh, probably Amy Lee, because she's really just awesome. I have such a deep voice, and her voice is—I mean, her range is ridiculous, but she can hit those really high operatic notes that I cannot. So it would be cool to do a, like a harmony or something. Definitely, that, and that's one of the things that will catch me in a song is harmony, is vocal harmonies. Uh, King's X, you know, Seven Dust, and, and even guitar harmonies, you know, Thin Lizzy, things like that, you know, Metallica at times. Uh, harmony just, that'll just, that'll suck me in faster than anything. <laughs> it, and uh, yeah, you know, having... Having that high harmony and then that that underneath low, yeah, I'm I'd love that. So, do you find your yourself ever humming a song that you hate? I have found myself singing a song that I hate multiple times. I actually heard the song live that I hate the most. I I was doing stagehand work in Orlando, Florida, and they had me drive up to Tampa for a music festival to take down stuff. But I had no idea what it was for. I was just like, gig, cool, let's go. And Kid Rock was playing, and he was playing his uh, the Sweet Home Alabama all summer long or whatever. Yeah, I hate that song, <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I sing it on the radio sometimes if it's just playing, just because I pretty much sing anything I know just out of habit. But yeah, no, I was very upset that I heard that song live because I'd never intended to. Now, is it is it the Kid Rock part or is it the Leonard Skinner part that you don't like? Or all, just all of it. The whole thing. I don't know why. I just don't. I don't like it. Do you not like Leonard Skinner? Leonard Skinner's fine. I don't okay. like rock as much. I got. I you. mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know that many Leonard Skinner songs. Not, not, you I know, prob- and that's okay. I probably do. I just don't know it is him. So I'm not as big on like '70s and '80s metal scene. I'm more into like '90s to now. I got you. No, and and that's that's cool. You know, it's just. I'm I'm almost fifty, or I'm you know I'm forty six. So, yeah. you know I I you know Skinner, Thin Lizzy. I think you'd love Thin Lizzy, by the way. Um, okay. ACDC, you know, and then we got into the Metallicas, Megadeths, and stuff like that. And back when I was in my twenties, I thought if if I saw somebody listening to metal and they were my age now, I thought they were mentally unstable. Yeah. 
How's somebody 46 years old listening to metal and now I'm 46 years old and I'm like, they listen to metal because it's badass. That's what, because it's just good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Attila shows. Do you know Attila? Yes. I love Attila. A lot of people hate Attila, but I love Attila. I've seen them probably 13 or 14 times just because their shows, the energy at their shows is just so fun. That brings up something interesting, you know, too, is there There are bands out there that get a lot of flack. They get they get shit on, what have you. Uh, Attila being one, Five Finger Death Punch, and then the Ultimate Punching Bag being Nickelback. You know, I ain't gonna lie. There's some, I, I like quite a bit of Nickelback. I love that guitar tone. They, you know, they're not the most technical band on the face of the earth. Their lyrics are kind of silly at times, but you know what? That's okay. I'm not a big Five Finger Death Punch fan, but I still respect their ability to go out there and, and kill it every night. Yeah. Are there is there a band out there that just kind of you don't understand why they why they don't uh, or why they're hated? Not really. I don't know. I can't really think of one that I don't like. There's just been so many memes for some of these bands. It's just funny at this point. Like all the Nickelback memes are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know a couple bands that get shit on, but, like, I understand why, like, Blood on the Dance Floor. Right. Blood on the Dance Floor got a lot of shit, and I completely understand why. (laughs) I mean, I can understand why Nickelback was shit on, too, but I'm just like, okay, at some point, you've got to move on to somebody else. I I mean, I wish Justin Bieber more shit. Oh, God. I just wish he'd go away. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's just me. I think most of, I think probably 90, 95% of pop music is crap anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. I I haven't followed pop music since, like, the early 2010s. I pretty much only follow Lady Gaga and, like, Beyonce anymore. See, and I can give Gaga credit. I'll give her credit all day. She's a really good musician, She's just really good vocally. She has a lot of messages in her songs. I mean, some of her songs don't have that much meaning, like um, like hair. There was one song she just sang about hair. I want to be as free as my hair. But I love Adele, and you know she writes her own Adele. music. I I absolutely yeah. adore that woman. I melt every time I hear her voice, whether she's singing or speaking. I just I just melt. She's amazing. Again. You know, it just seems like with hard rock, metal, country, blues, of course, there's there's that emotion, there's that feeling uh, that, you know, that, that relatability, and yeah. I, I don't get that with a lot of pop music, and, and that, I guess yeah. that's why I just kind of push it away. I think it's become almost formulaic, as in, like, try and get the song into people's heads, so it's just like a repetitive kind of thing now. Just because they want to get as many sales as they can get, so they just do a, use a formula to make songs. The the what was it the uh, the three chord formula or the four chord formula? Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. So if you had to describe your sound, the sound of of the EP, how would you describe it? Well, a lot of people have compared me to Black Sabbath, but personally. I like to try and define it as if Jonathan Davis and Amy Lee had a baby, that's what my voice sounds like. I love Although, 
everyone has their own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's and I I think you I really think you're on to something with that, you know, that you know, the Jonathan Davis Amy Lee merging there. I think that's, you know, I I think that's apropos, but I also do I do hear the the Black Sabbath in there. And and you know, as you said earlier, and this is something I've had just countless conversations with. You know, you're not into necessarily the music from from the 70s and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, but you can still respect them completely and enjoy the music um which I've grown to like more of that music as I grew up. When I was younger, I resented them because my brother loved them. I was like, I can't like the same music my brother likes. No. <laughs> and now I'm like, Led Zeppelin's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's 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 funny because I, I will say this. If you are hard rock, metal, blues, or heavy blues, you know, like a Bonamassa or, or something like that, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, you are either indirectly or directly influenced by Black Sabbath because Black Sabbath is largely regarded as the godfathers or creators of metal. Yeah. So you can't you can't say I mean you can not be a fan of, of Black Sabbath, but you're still if you're a Five Finger Death Punch fan, if you are a Dumu Borgir fan, if you are uh, a Corn fan. You were influenced by Black yeah, Sabbath, absolutely. So I, yeah, and you know, like you said, you don't have to be a fan of their music to enjoy yeah. it. You know, you can, you know, you can learn from different things, and it's that's really cool. And you've got the you've got a great open mind when it comes to that, and, and I have to applaud you for that. Thanks. I think it was uh, from the three hour Guns N' Roses set I saw last year that really helped out with that. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't intended on going, and then one of our friends in the group wanted to see the whole set, and so I was like, "All right, all right, I'll suffer through it." And it was actually a lot better than I expected. They're really good live. They put on a good show, although they were forty minutes late. Why am I not surprised? I'm not surprised. I was debating whether they were even going to come out because <laughs> the time just went by. Goodness but they still gracious. play for three hours after they were late 40 minutes. They're Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's, you know, that's, that's cool. I, the thing is, is you're, if you're always closed minded when it comes to music, you're never going to allow something new to enter in that's, that you may absolutely love. Yeah. And, you know, you not being a Guns N' Roses fan, you stayed through. You, I, I can only assume that you opened up your mind and you were like, hey, these guys are actually a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah. Slash was really cool to see live. I mean, his name's Axl Rose, right? Yep. All of his goofy hats throughout the show, man. Just like <laughs> every couple songs he would change hats and none of them looked good on him. <laughs> No, nothing. Well, no. The only thing that I thought ever looked good on Axel was just the bandana. Well, the bandana's fine, but then he puts the bandana underneath the hat, on the hat, over the hat. It's overkill, Axel. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Do you really wear a plaid t-shirt around your waist while you've got a full t-shirt and a jacket? No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. 
All right. I want to be super respectful of your time, and I want to thank you very much for coming on the program. Uh, before we get into proximity, where can people find, or my listeners, where can that, where can they find you on social media? Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer. I'm on Pandora, just all the things. Uh, yeah, I have all the social media. And on Twitter, it's Jazz the Metal Singer, correct? Um, yeah, or at Siren Smoking. That's right. Okay, yeah. So type either one of those in, and I'll have links in the description of this episode so everybody can just click and go. Uh, like I said, I want to thank you very much for taking time to come on the show, talk with me. Uh, it was a blast getting to know you uh, a little bit, and I hope that everything goes well with the forming of, of the, the live band. And uh, is there are there plans in the future for you to uh, release more music, singles, or any uh, EP, maybe even a full-fledged album? Um, the band's hoping to do that. Uh, I would say we'll be trying to do an album within a year if things all go well. Fingers crossed. Nice. Um, we are practicing in a studio right now, so that should help really speed up the process as far as songwriting goes because we can record it right after we finish um, learning it. And I hope to uh, do a music video for Proximity within the next year as well. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so speaking of Proximity, uh, now Knife, you said Knife and Proximity are linked. They're, yeah. They're together. So give us a little bit of insight on Proximity. Uh, proximity is more of the psychological effects that being molested had on me. Um, proximity is about like how just in social normal situations people being close to me, just physically close, would bother me and I would feel like uh, sexual energy from people even though they weren't even trying to project that on me or had any intention in that way whatsoever. Somebody on the outside who who did not have to uh, go through that horror, that horrendous type of situation, would would not understand. And yeah. for those that are on the outside looking in, I think this is also a great tool to let them know, hey, like you said, this is the psychological effects on it. So yeah. if you know someone who's had to deal with, with such a horrendous thing, maybe you'll be a little bit more sensitive to their needs and, and, you know, can change your, the way you act around them or conduct yourself around them. Coming into this, this conversation, I did, I, I did not, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah. I, nobody it, really does see this coming. It's kind of out of nowhere and takes everyone by surprise. It's not that I'm surprised. What it is, is I'm pissed. I'm pissed that there are people like this or like yeah. that. In the world well, that will take advantage of, of a young child yeah, who cannot stand up for themselves. Yeah, it wasn't actually adults, though. It was kids that were significantly older than me. It doesn't matter. They're, well, they're, I mean, no, it doesn't yeah. matter at all. I'm just saying it was um, it wasn't adults, which is what people would normally expect. It was sure. my older peers, so... Someone older taking advantage of a younger person like that. I don't. I don't yeah. care if you're, 
if it's five years difference and you know whatever it may be if it's an full grown adult just just the fact that that people that that we live in a society where people like that are out there and you know there's I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand the human psyche when it comes to that. Yeah, um, it just can happen anywhere, and it can happen from anyone, basically. So, women and men. So. Right. Well, Jazz, thank you so much for having the guts to share that with with me. It's somebody you don't know from Adam. That to me, that takes a lot of guts. Thanks. I just want to get my story out there and help as many people as I can with my music. I think you are well on your way to doing that. Congratulations on on the EP. Uh, I was looking at your listenership; it's growing. You ha- you have quite quite the following on Spotify, um, and I hope that just grows exponentially leading up to a new album, new single, new EP, the video, all of that great stuff. I hope nothing but the utmost in success for you and and uh, the band that you're building around you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jazz Patterson, Jazz the Metal Singer. Check out her EP on all streaming platforms. It is called Knife. There are two tracks on there. Earlier, we heard the song, the title track, Knife. Now we're going to check out the track, Proximity. Check out Jazz Patterson on Spotify. Check her out on her social media. I will have links to her social media in the description of this episode. So, until next time, this is Little Rage, out. Go!